Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Scott for Scott's here. You ever want to grow new grass faster? Kind of like when you press the two times playback button on your podcast so you can speed through episodes. Except it's Scott's turf builder, Rapid Grass. You're speeding your way from a thin and damaged lawn to a thicker, stronger one in just weeks. Bit too fast, maybe slow it down, okay? Let's just go back to normal speed. Get a bag of Scott's turf builder, Rapid Grass today. It grows grass two times faster than seed alone when applied at the new lawn rate, subject to proper care. Feed your lawn. Feed it. The Purple Mafia, with your host. Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. Today is Monday, March the 29th, 2010, and it is episode number 62 of Purple Mafia today. As we are back once again from a, oh, about a, about two week hiatus because not enough, really there just wasn't enough information to do a show last week. I had really no reason to do one. Um, I could come in, uh, come up here and start talking about stuff and it, it would all be just throwing darts in the dark hoping it would stick. That's basically about the kind of information it would be. Well, the good news is, though, one of the darts, you know, that people are throwing, which is cool. It's cool to kind of throw out ideas, but it's even better when it's an idea that's actually, there's actually something cooking. And uh, one of those ideas was a possible Donovan McNabb, if Brett Favre were to announce his retirement. Would Donovan McNabb be a uh, suitable, or I mean, be a possible, like, move the Vikings, or direction the Vikings would make? And, uh Yeah. Apparently, Donovan McNabb stated that, well, he wants to stay in Philly, but if he is traded, his top choice, that's right, his top choice is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, not the newest news in the world. It's been about a couple days, but still, we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about Donovan McNabb today as a possibility, and of course, how much we would like to know that <laughs> when Brett Favre, or what Brett Favre's decision is as soon as possible, because the last thing you want is... Uh, well, to kind of be uh, behind the eight ball and not really know who your starting quarterback's going to be. It'll be a quarterback by committee. Oh, that's always such a fun, exciting thing. Just like the closer situation with the Minnesota Twins. That's not fun either. Committee? It's a committee of BS. Like a committee of running back years ago. Now, was that, did that, did that ever become anything? Uh, no. So, <laughs> that's the end of that discussion. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about Donovan McNabb. We're going to also talk a little bit about uh, the Vikings are bringing in uh, defensive end Mike Montgomery today. They bring him in today, former Green Bay Packer. 
or current farmer, whatever, Green Bay Packer, last couple of years. We're going to talk a little bit about him. They brought him in to possible, possibly become some depth for the Minnesota Vikings at uh, that position. And there's also now becoming some interesting talk about, oh, Sage Rosenfels just might be, just might be a little bit of trade bait here. He might be dangled about the NFL. And there's a destination brought up in today's newspaper. We're going to discuss that as well. Sage Rosenfels could be possibly on the move. And yeah, I wouldn't blame the Vikings or anybody for that. If that were to take place. Because, yeah, regardless if it's going to be Donovan McNabb, Brett Favre, or whatever, Brett Favre is obviously the top choice for everybody and the most likely possibility Brett Favre is going to be the quarterback of the Vikings. That is the most likely scenario next year. McNabb, I'd say maybe 20%. Sage, well, Sage probably, gosh, none. You know, Sage about 0% just because, um, well, if you're going off of last year's training camp between Travaris Jackson and Sage Rosenfeld, it didn't look good for Sage. Um, that could change. Who knows? Uh, Tavares Jackson is still a restricted free agent. We don't know where that's headed either. And, of course, the possibility, who knows what the Vikings are going to do in the draft. So uh, Sage Rosenfels possibly on the move, possibly on the move to a team that is starving for any type of quarterback right now, including Donovan McNabb. We'll get to that team very shortly. Yeah, you can take about one guess who that team is. Mm-hmm. I know there's multiple teams out there, but this is a certain team that's been starving for a quarterback for a while for a while now, so uh, and they're starving for about everything else, too. Again, yeah, that's a pretty good hint. <laughs> We're also going to uh, get to some comments on the Purple Mafia group on Facebook. Yes, Purple Mafia, of course, does have a group on Facebook, and uh, we're a couple comments by Chris Tucker, who is from Vancouver, British Columbia, Vancouver, Canada, as he states, and of course Dylan Richardson, who is the executive producer of the SportsStuff.com, which is of course the host page for Purple Mafia, which I would like to mention. I don't think I actually mentioned that in the intro. I usually prefer to do it then, but I guess that's a good segue to do that. The, the SportsStuff.com is of course the flagship station or website for Purple Mafia, and of course we are also broadcasted on iTunes. You thank you. I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show. As always, it's been fantastic. We're 62 strong, and who knows what else. So, yeah, of course, we're going to start with Donovan McNabb, but we're going to get to your opinions. Dylan Richardson and Chris Tucker, nice enough to uh, really provide some some topics here, two very different topics. Uh, we're actually going to do Dylan Richardson's first because he gets into the Donovan McNabb, and then another good topic brought up by Chris Tucker. And I thank you, Chris, for... Uh, Coming out of the woodwork, that, that that was the idea of bringing out this Facebook group. That's why I want you guys to join it, please. I'd appreciate it very much. Those of you listeners that are out there that are Facebook members, and there's about a quadrillion Facebook members out there, all you got to type in is Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings. It'll show up if you type in both, uh, then you're guaranteed to find it. And then simply join it, and then there's the wall. All you got to do is uh, write something. You could even share whatever. You could do whatever, long as you long as it's on topic. I'd appreciate that very much. Um, yeah, I'd love to have you on board. Love to have you on board that uh, Purple Mafia group. It's a nice, it's it's working out nicely, and I'm glad to see people commenting on here. It's uh, providing depth to the show. We also have a Twitter account, twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. I'll just remind you at the end of the show. So <laughs> we'll just continue here. 
We'll get on to the actual uh, topic, the first topic, the top topic, Donovan McNabb. Donovan! Donovan's Pub could be coming to Minneapolis, even though there is a Donovan's Pub. It would just have a little bit extra, little extra meaning to it, I guess, if Donovan McNabb came to the Vikings. Not really sure that's going to happen. It's unlikely, but hey, now we know who his top choice is, and guess what, folks? Why not? Why shouldn't it be Donovan McNabb's top choice? It's a perfect fit. The Vikings are built for Donovan McNabb and uh, and Brett Favre. They're built for quarterbacks like Brett Favre and Donovan McNabb. It's a perfect marriage. So now it's just kind of like that, uh, I forget the name of the show, it totally, I totally blank it, where it was, uh, yeah, the guy had to choose like between the last two beautiful women who he was going to marry. And yeah, one, you know, <laughs> that's kind of what's going on here, I guess. Of course, they're not beautiful women, but they're excellent quarterbacks. That'd be a nice, you know, we'll see how things go here. Of course, in this case, the quarterbacks get to choose us. <laughs> we hope we get at least one of them. <laughs> Brett Favre needs to decide soon. Um, of course, that would be Brett Favre's 20th season. Brad Childress comments about McNabb. This was on Wednesday. He said, right, um, that there's no interest as of right now is Brad Childress. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that we won't add another quarterback to our roster or another two quarterbacks to our roster, depending on which quarterback shows up and which doesn't, <laughs> which couple or three show up and which don't. That's all down the road stuff. So, yeah, there's a little hint that I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, the Vikings are going to be making some moves to the quarterback position. There's going to be a little shuffling. Um, people could be on the way out, and there could be some draft picks. There could be another free agent that we're not mentioning right now. Somebody, Something might pop up or some trade, another Sage Rosenfels type of trade to kind of bring in as a uh, another backup plan, so to speak, literally a backup plan, and then eventually maybe a starter plan, uh, depending on how the draft goes. So that's pretty much what Childress said. That means, I mean, yeah, it's pretty obvious that there's not, we're not going to have the exact same three quarterbacks for the Vikings next season. It's not going to be uh, Favre, Jackson, and Sage. It's gonna, there's going to be some different names in that group, basically. <laughs> Unfortunately, or I mean, yeah, you hope that Brett Favre is not one of the ones that are missing. That's what you hope, indeed. Uh, I mentioned in the previous show that McNabb just would be fantastic for this team. I mean, I, I really, truly believe that. Cedric Paulding was the guy that, that brought that up. Just a couple of weeks ago on that Facebook group, the Purple Mafia group for Facebook, of course, uh, yeah, would that be a good idea? And it's like, hell yeah, hell hell yeah, it would if, say, Brett Favre retired. It'd be fantastic. It would make the window a little bit bigger, the window of opportunity. You know, there's uh, Mr. Opportunity's knocking there. It could be McNabb. Um, it'd be pretty cool. Uh, McNabb's agent just trying to speculate about where McNabb might want to end up and pointed out that the quarterback posted an item in his, on his blog this week saying his goal was to remain an eagle. And yes, his, uh, Smith's comment is, Donovan wants to be an eagle now. He has already gone on record saying what his preference would be and that to play in Philadelphia next year. So that is the deal right there. I mean, he does want to stay in Philly, but if he had to move, it'd be Minnesota. That'd be his top choice. That doesn't always necessarily mean they get to go to their top choice, but... Generally, the big names kind of get what they want if uh, that's the deal. Like Terrell Owens got traded to Baltimore a few years ago, or, you know, that was a while ago. Shucks, old four. Traded to Baltimore. He wanted the Eagles all along. 
poor Baltimore had to screw around, had to were basically forced to trade him to Philadelphia. It was a nicer fit, I think, but still, it's uh, the egos kind of get in the way a little bit, and the quarterbacks end up where they want. Heck, Favre wound up on the Vikings eventually. He had to wait an extra year, but he wound up there, <laughs> which we which we appreciate very much in that case. Um, but yeah, that's usually they usually get what they want in time. So now we'll get back to McNabb conversation. We're actually going to head to the Facebook group now to continue that. Dylan Richardson, question for you. Do you think if Brett lets the Vikes know that he's going to retire, will they go after McNabb aggressively? And um, yes, I would think and hope so. <laughs> I did respond to him on Facebook as well as I will respond to you guys on Facebook as well, but I'd like to, but I'm going to also obviously bring it up on air because it's part of the show. Yeah, I mean, I really do think that that would be a common sense move. It, it really would. It'd be the right thing to do. Sorry, Jim Towers, if you're listening, but I, I've always liked Donovan McNabb. Always liked him. I think he would be just the perfect fit for the Vikings. And obviously, they're taking the approach of, well, you know what? <laughs> We're not thinking about that right now. And yeah, they're trying. They're trying not to think about it because they're focusing on Brett Favre and or whoever, Sage Tavares, maybe Tim Tebow or, or uh, Colt McCoy. Or God knows who. Some other guys in the third, fourth, whatever round. Um, of course, the draft gets a little thin in the quarterback position after those guys, unfortunately. After Clawson, the pickle guy, I, I'll call him, who's probably going to St. Louis to hope to revive a franchise over there. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be extremely frustrating. It, it really would if, say, Brett Favre kind of held the Vikings hostage and uh, decided he was going to retire again. Though, of course, you know... What happened last year when he did decide he was going to retire, that we were stuck with Sage and Devaris. And, uh, well, we did trade for Sage, so it's like, hmm, I guess that was a backup plan they wanted anyway. But uh, you get the idea. It's a lot more glitzy. You have Brett Favre, who probably wouldn't be in the NFC Championship game without Favre. I think that's a safe assumption. Um, but, yeah, he came back anyway and and did take us to the NFC Championship game. And uh, literally at the doorstep of the field goal, lit- or doorstep of the Super Bowl, literally. So, yeah, we'll continue <laughs> that. We're going to obviously keep monitoring that topic. Um, very, I think it's unlikely to happen just because I think he's probably going to stay in Philadelphia, even though it's kind of like Jason Kidd of the New Jersey Nets. It's like every year, every year it gets a little bit closer, just like Brett Favre, too, about leaving the Packers, retiring or leaving the Packers. Ultimately, yeah, leaving the Packers regardless in the end. Um it's inevitable that Donovan McNabb will not be an Eagle. It's just a matter of when. And uh, right now, I think it's not, it, if I were a betting man, I would bet not this year. Next year, I think it's going to be really, 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 really possible that Donovan McNabb will leave the Eagles because via trade or whatever. <laughs> Probably, well, trade most likely. And uh, the Vikings, that could be a nice way to keep the window open. You go you have one more year. I gotta think this will probably be Favre's last year, though. Who knows? Maybe he will play till he's fifty, just like that commercial. Uh, <laughs> but real, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that would actually work out nice to keep the window open, the window of opportunity open. You go after McNabb next year. You go after you go after McNabb next year. That could make things really interesting. Of course, the uh, Eagles would be seeking a top forty-two pick. Vikings should have no problem with that. A top forty-two pick. Eh. I know you'd, the uh, sucky part is you'd give up a possibility to, uh, 
add some depth to that secondary or depth to the offensive line, which is what Chris Tucker gets into on Facebook. But guess what, folks? We're going to take a break first via It's a Different Topic. So we'll be right back right after this. And we are back here on Pearl Mafia, which is episode number 62. And a reminder for iPod users or MP3 players or Microsoft Zune or whatever you use. Good stuff. Thank you for that. Get to Chris Tucker's comment in a second. Do do check out Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild, which are also available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. I host those as well, Timberwolves and Wild. So but appreciate that. It'd be very cool. Um, so Chris Tucker, yep, comes out of the woodwork. He mentions, so I've been going over our needs for next season, and I think we need, and I guess we, which is really cool to see, even though he's not from Minnesota, very cool to see that. We need to do something about the O-line. With a back like AP, we need to provide some push up front because he was being hit in the backfield far too much due to defensive penetration. I would love to grab offensive guard Mike Iapi with the 30th pick, and forgive me if I butchered that name. <laughs> then focus on and grab Bing, Big Center, which is what he means, Big Center Ponzi out of Florida in the third round. This would be a huge improvement in the middle and would leave us with two pro bowlers, Hutch and McKinney, along with a promising young guy in Lodeholt. Thoughts? Well, yeah, it's a... Uh, I, I do like the thinking there because it's like they say, the off the uh, the game is won in the trenches. That's one of the things. It all starts in the trenches, right? Defensive line versus offensive line. It's it's what it's all about. The Vikings do have the great defensive line, and they've won some games because of that, including those Packer games last year. The defensive line won those games for the Vikings. The quarterbacks pretty much were a push in those games. <laughs> they were. It was unbelievable. But the defensive line saved the day for the Minnesota Vikings in that game. And the offensive line was just good enough. And that's the problem. The offensive line was just good enough most of last year. Now, they had some really, really good games, and they had some games where they didn't allow any sacks. But Brett Favre was destroyed in that New Orleans game. Yes, he stood strong and he played great, but hey, that injury (laughs) to Brett Favre did not help. It really did not help... uh, his ability to possibly scramble and maybe do something other than he did on the final play of the Viking season on the offensive side of the ball. <clears throat> that was awfully frustrating. Um, but I'm going to digress to also what I was responding with, too. When, when he, uh, This is in regards to the actual going offensive line in the first round and, and potentially the third. Um, yeah, I do love that idea, Chris, because the offensive line, I mean, you you got to store it up one way or another in the draft. If it is early or slightly later, like the second, third round. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards the second or third round, but at the same time, see, the way I'm looking at it as, the one, the first three rounds, I, I'm i leaning towards, yeah, uh, quarterback, cornerback, and offensive lineman, and O-line, in whatever order, in whatever order, uh, the reason, though, 
where quarterback would probably be first round is, I swear, if Tim Tebow or uh, Colt McCoy were floating around, and i got to think one of those two is going to be floating around with that first-round pick, 30th overall, of course, I'd at least, you know, I, I would be extremely tempted to take it, especially if it was Tim Tebow, who has a chance, who has a chance, no guarantee, of course, to be pretty good. McCoy, it's a little bit more of a gamble, but other people believe he's a better fit for this offense, that being Anthony from L.A., who also is a Facebook member. appreciate that very much, of course, for joining the Purple Mafia group. I believe he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, the thing is, yeah, see, the quarterback situation could be a potential nightmare if Brett Favre does retire. He's going to retire eventually. It's a potential nightmare if we don't maybe get like a McNabb or somebody like that. Uh, and the, obviously the cornerback position is so thin. It's so thin. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we kept Benny Sapp. Thank God. That was like, thank God we did that. Um, Benny Sapp and who though? Antron Winfield, that Liz Frank foot injury, that, uh, the history with those is not good, especially for defensive backs. You need to be able to turn quickly. And when you have a, uh, a break right in the kind of the middle of the foot, Oh, boy. Oh, Liz Franks are an absolute nightmare for that. Um, it could be, especially, yeah, see, with a cornerback, you're literally one-on-one on a guy. Safety, you're not one-on-one. You're you're assisting. You're assisting in tackling for the most part. Sometimes, yeah, you make open field tackles, but it's more of in an assist. You're, you're like assisting. That's why it's a safety. Where cornerback, you're flat out assigned to this guy, this particular dude, and if he gets a move on you, that Liz Frank foot injury ain't good. <laughs> it's just not good. And, of course, we saw what happened to Antoine Winfield last season in multiple occasions. It was awfully frustrating. The Arizona game, the uh, Carolina game were not pretty at all. Not pretty at all. So, yeah, potentially moving to safety. Who's your other cornerback? It, it, it scares the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> Asher Allen, I mean, Asher Allen, I can't go there. And already you're obviously bad enough at the safety position anyway. Antoine Winfield could help shore that up, potentially as a strong safety, being he's such a great tackler. Not the best coverage or the ball hawk, which is, of course, free safety level. Um, Yeah, the secondary has got to be addressed in the top three rounds, at least with one. With one pick in the top three rounds, I got to think, provided, you know, the first round pick isn't traded to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe they'll have Tim Tebow or Colt McCoy. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, they would probably have to if you trade away McNabb, by the way. Uh, see, with me, it's more of a, it's a scenario thing. It is. It's not like you... It wouldn't kill me if the Vikings took an offensive lineman in the second round. Um, getting that other center, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Ponzi from Florida, that wouldn't be the worst idea ever either. But we kind of already have Sullivan, though. That's the thing. It's... Uh, it depends on what you think of Sullivan. I'm kind of neutral on him. Uh, would Ponzi be that massive? Uh, would he be a massive upgrade over Sol- uh, Sullivan? Almost said Solomon. Sullivan, possibly, possibly, it, maybe. I think so. Uh, you never know, though. Sullivan wasn't terrible. I mean, I'll throw that out there as well. It kind of depends on who's there. It, with me, you know, the draft. It's all kind of how the chips fall as they may. You know, it's. It's real interesting, but uh, I do like the thinking there, Chris. Uh, it's Storing up that offensive line is is a must, regardless if it's in the first round, 
free agency, possibly even you know those smaller end trades or uh, second round and beyond, possibly first round. Regardless, the Vikings do need to uh, address that. I also asked Chris Tucker if he if he was uh, if he just kind of found the group but didn't listen to the show yet. But no, he actually had caught a few. He says it's good stuff, and I appreciate that, Chris. That's really cool. He mentions he's from Vancouver. Yep, as mentioned. Not Vancouver, Washington, Vancouver, Canada, i.e. British Columbia, one of the Canucks, the Vancouver Canucks of the NHL. Uh, so he tries to scour the net for all the Vikes news he can get his hands on, or I, I can get my hands on. He says, in regards to your comment about the secondary, I do agree that it needs to be stored up for next year. But when I looked up the NFC Championship game, looked at the NFC Championship game, excuse me, it was not our secondary that let us down, as Breeze did dominate that game. Did not dominate that game. Okay, I'm really sorry. Did not dominate the game. Instead, it was our O-line that couldn't protect Favre. I still say if they are able to keep him healthy into the fourth, I say Brett runs for the yardage and doesn't throw that pick. And, yeah, yeah, that's a strong, strong possibility, that scenario. Uh, Because I heard in an interview that he said he didn't think he could run anymore because of the pain. Anyways, looking forward to the next show. And uh, thanks, Chris. Uh, There you are. I mean, you're on the next show. (laughs) <laughs> you're on the next show. So, yeah, very, very much appreciate that, Chris, uh, the comments and everything. Uh, do comment again on those uh, boards. That would be terrific. On these, I'd also even like to see you join the uh, the sportsstuff.com message boards as well. I think you'd be fantastic. You're a good writer. So I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see some involvement from the Purple Mafia community. It would be terrific. Literally the Purple Mafia. We're, we're the family. <laughs> but, um yeah, it's an interesting debate. It really is. See, the thing is, though, my comeback is Cedric Griffin was healthy at the time. Now he's not. That That's the one comeback I come back with. Come back. <laughs> well, that's what I come back with in that, is that Cedric Griffin is not is not healthy now because of that ACL tear. It happened right at the end of the game. Um, but, no, I, I still hear you there. It's just without Cedric Griffin and him being an unknown – and an infield being an unknown, I still, oh, I st- regardless, either way, you got to shore up all three positions. You got to, you got to shore up all three positions. Um, I, I guess I can't favor either one right now, other than maybe the secondary. But it depends. It just depends on how things go here. I'm not really. It's, it's hard to tell really what the Vikings are thinking at this point in time. All the mock drafts actually have the Vikings taking uh, McCordy out of Rutgers. He's a decent cornerback. Um, that's what they're leading at right now. He's pretty good. We'll see how it goes, though. That's pretty much all I can say. I'm in the dark, as the rest of us are. It's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see which way the Vikings go in this draft. And, uh, yeah, don't obviously don't discount the possibility of trades taking place here. You never know. Maybe they'll trade up to get somebody. Maybe there's a cornerback they covet. There's a, maybe they really like Tim Tebow enough that they'd take him. Maybe there's a lineman. An O lineman, by the way, that they uh, also covet. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, one way or another, the draft will help the Vikings. It's just a matter of how much, how much, and uh, how soon. Obviously, that's always the big, big question. <sighs> Guy, yeah, it's. Uh, you can go pretty much go either way here. I think, as long as it's the right pick. <laughs> it's just that's the hard part. That's why they get paid the big bucks. They got to make the right pick. You know, you got to make sure not only is it the right way to go in terms of need, but obviously the best player available 
who is the best player available at that point in time, especially out of those three positions, who's the best player available other than maybe a running back. Um, yeah, the Vikings will take a running back in the draft. They will take a running back in the draft without a doubt because Brian Westbrook is not here. I don't think he's coming. I think the Vikings are not interested in him because of his uh, injury situation. Constantly hurt, mig- uh, migraine issues, of course, concussion issues. It's uh, not good. It's not good for old Brian Westbrook. He was a great, great running back for those Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, it would be kind of funny if we got Westbrook and McNabb, actually. That would be kind of hilarious in a way, but oh, goody, you know. McNabb would be great. Westbrook, who knows? He's not here for a reason, though. That's the thing. He hasn't been signed for a reason. People are afraid of his health situation. They really are. But just watch him wind up somewhere, like the New York Giants or somebody like that, just randomly like a team like that, and bam, he explodes. Just just watch. That's usually how it works. <laughs> we'll find out, or at least he has a nice year. We'll We'll see. Or, or, or somebody invests $5 million in him, which, you know, of course, it won't be that much, but you get the idea. I'm exaggerating on purpose, and he's just worthless, like um, Amon Green. <laughs> Amon Green's kind of that, been that kind of player for the most part, other than a few spurts here and there. Um, running backs have their heyday, and when the, and when the heyday is gone, it's gone. It sucks. It sucks. It always does. Uh, so now we're going to get into the final topic. The Vikings are finally bringing in another player. It's been a while. It's been quite a while since the Vikings have brought in a free agent to visit. This one is defensive end Mike Montgomery. Sixth round pick of the Green Bay Packers. Sixth pick in the sixth round in 05 by the Green Bay Packers out of Texas A&M. He's 26 years old now. He's had five career sacks. Totaled 123 tackles. Uh... He'd obviously be a depth guy. He's never played 16 games in a season because, you know, he's a, he's a depth guy. He's not like a major, like, starter or anything. That's why he's a six-round pick. Um, we'll see. I, I don't know all that much about him. I'm going to be honest because he's kind of further uh, down the line there in the depth charts. His best season on paper, of course. Clearly, you can see that his best season on paper because he had more playing time and, uh, you know, the team wasn't as good, unfortunately, in his case. The 08 Packers, he played 14 games at 14, or 43 solo tackles, 59 total, and two and a half sacks. So, tackles for loss up to 11 yards. He also forced a fumble that season as well. And that's it. That was the one forced fumble he had in his career. Um, depth is good. Depth is good, so why not? You know, the game's won in the trenches. If maybe he can be valuable for the Vikings. Um... We'll just see how it goes. He's obviously just, he's obviously would just be here for depth. So that pretty much sums it up, folks. That pretty much sums it up. Please again, do join. Please do join the message boards on the sportsstuff.com. There is a button in the upper right hand corner that says TSS boards. Click on that. There'll be a link that says register. That's all you got to do. So that being Chris Tucker and uh, Anthony from LA, please rejoin the sportsstuff.com message boards because the server's Dropped in a lot of account, uh, every account got deleted. That was about two months ago. Uh, Anthony, if you can, please rejoin. It'd be great. We need your uh, valuable input on those message boards. And Chris Tucker, hey, sign up for the message boards. It ain't going to cost you a dime. And those of you out there, please do call in to the phone lines. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. You'll be more than welcome 
to Purple, Purple, Purple Mafia would be right on the air. Um, leave your name in town, like Anthony from L.A. That's pretty simple. Chris Tucker from Vancouver, Canada. Be terrific. It's via Skype, of course, but that's the number right there. Yeah, you can always use Skype. Um, it'd be great to have you on board. Hear your opinions, your comments, shout out, whatever it is. Uh, you can keep the, you can make the call up to about two to three minutes. That'd be great. Hey, you can talk about a wide range of things. It just, it just adds to the show like you guys did here on Facebook. It, it, it helped a lot and I appreciate it. Um, one final thing to note though, one final thing to note, I hope you didn't turn off the show already, <laughs> is, uh, this could be the last show before I start the lawn cleanups, uh, this year, or I have a second job. Every year I tend to, uh, disappear now. Every April and November, well, it's been this way forever for me, but yeah, I've done this show for about two years now already, believe it or not, at the end of April, which is when I will be returning. Uh, lawn cleanups are my, lawn service is my second job, and we have lawn cleanups every April and November, and it tends to take up about, tends to add up to about 70 hours a week combining the two jobs, so doing a show is about out of the question in that, in that time. We're looking at a possible three to four week hiatus, three to five week, maybe, probably not five, but up to that, depending on how things go. A hiatus from Pearl Mafia. So, just letting you know, uh, if when, when I'm not up, <laughs> this could be it. Maybe next week I'll have one more show next Monday. We'll see. I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, so just letting you know, I, I haven't quit. It'll be because the lawn cleanups began and uh, I'll be back late April, early May at the absolute latest. And, of course, at that point, we will recap the NFL draft, who the Vikings got, who the Vikings didn't get, and God knows, maybe we'll have a decision from Farber McNabb by then. Uh, we'll see what happens. So just I had to throw that out and let you guys know what's going on so you're not wondering what happened. Did he quit? No. Joey Awajan, Purple Mafia host, Paladino Joey, whatever you want to call me, did not quit Purple Mafia. That would be one of the dumbest decisions in my life if I did that. <laughs> Pretty dumb. Um so again, I thank each and every one of you for joining me today. We're going to call it a show, and we'll be back soon. Take care.